Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Jonathan Kahn will conclude his series on the return of the gods. Jonathan Kahn will be the featured speaker at our upcoming Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th through the 28th. Get all the details and register today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can visit swrc.com and simply click on events. want to say hello to all of our friends listening in today on the radio or online. Thank you for being here. And a special hello to all of our new friends who are listening for the very first time today. Whether you're listening on the radio or as a podcast, if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, be sure to request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack today. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. We're excited to announce that you can now hear Watchmen on the Wall on the websites oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. More ways to access the Christ-centered clarity that is needed now more than ever. Time to step back into the studio and once again join Dr. Larry Spargimino and his guest, Jonathan Kahn, for more insight into the mystery of the return of the gods. Messianic rabbi Jonathan Kahn rose to prominence with the release of the New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger, and the subsequent New York Times bestsellers. You know, friends, I've been privileged to interview Jonathan several times and to personally fellowship with Jonathan. It's been a delight. He's a very, very humble man, a very knowledgeable man. Marvin and I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I think we had a wonderful dinner with Jonathan <laughs> Kahn. But you yeah. remember that, Jonathan? <laughs> uh, I, re- I even remember what we ate. I had salmon. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great time. But it you know, was. friends, I must say this. My most exciting encounters with Jonathan Kahn have been interviews just like the interviews you're listening to right now. And you, the listener, have been privileged to listen to the interviews. Jonathan, so good to have you on once again. Well, this is our last one, so give us a recap of the mystery of the gods and and just kind of bring us up to snuff. In a nutshell, what we hear as gods, the Bible says actually there are entities behind that. There are beings behind it, and the gods of the ancient world were driven out by the gospel, and that was, that spirit, that also means there was an exorcism that happened in the Roman Empire, happened throughout our history. But there's a warning, an ancient warning from the Lord himself, where he says that if one ever returns, now he's talking about an individual, or he actually says it's about a generation. If this civilization ever turns away from God, then it's not going to be neutral. The house is not going to stay empty. You take God out, something else, and more than something else, is going to come in in his place. And it's going to be the same spirits that once possessed this pagan culture are going to come back, and yet it's going to be even more and even worse. And what I was led to open up in the Return of the Gods is that it's happened. The gods have returned. The same ancient spirits, and we can name them. Even the mythology of the gods are actually part of the mystery of what's happening now. So it is actually happening, and it's increasing. 
I'm thinking of those times that Jesus said, you are either for me or against me. There's no neutrality. And I think this return of the gods brings that out very, 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 very clearly. But what do the gods have to do with the parades of the modern world? Well, we have watched something that began on the fringes, and then it became bigger and bigger and bigger. We're now millions of people all over the world, as we all know, in this thing they call Pride Parades or Pride Month. You're saying, like, what? what is this? How could this take over? You know, how could you have the whole culture having parades to sexual, any kind of sexuality? It, it's craziness. Okay, but here's the thing. The goddess we're talking about, this entity, was the goddess of parades. She was linked to parades. The ancient inscriptions, when I was uncovering these or looking at these things, it said that the people of Sumer, the people of Mesopotamia, they all parade before you. She causes parades. Now, the parades began at her gate called the Ishtar Gate. Now, the parades of the modern world, actually, they all go back to what we, we spoke about last time, Stonewall, this bar in New York City that began the movement. They're all from that. That's where the first parades came from. And so, interesting, because when you look at the Ishtar Gate, it was covered in bricks and and it was arches. Well, the facade of Stonewall is covered with bricks, and it's arches. There are two arches on the Ishtar Gate. One is large, the other is smaller. There are two arches on Stonewall. One is large, one is, wow. one is smaller. And they all link to the same thing. Remember, this goddess is the goddess of bending, breaking, merging, confusing gender. And so she had parades. So now, like, put that together... And that'll be the mystery behind what you're seeing every year. Well, what about the mystery of the purple garland and the double-edged axe? How does that tie in? Also, in the parades of the goddess, let me just say, I actually found an inscription where it says, men dress as women, and women dress as men and parade in the parades. The whole parade is all linked to gender crossing. And so that's exactly what we, I mean, amazing. This is part of the repossession. These things disappeared with the gods. And the fact, if you see them coming back, then it's a sign for you that you know that the goddess has returned. And it was actually through the parades, she actually possessed a culture. And that's what's happening today. And now, okay, now the mystery that has to do with the purple goddess, we've talked about one form of this, but one of the forms of, remember, the goddess is always going to confuse gender. So she will turn, as I said, men to women, women to men. So she will cause also affections to change. So therefore, one of the things we've seen with this, and was linked to her priesthood, is same-sex sexuality. We've seen that with men. That was Stonewall there, particularly. But we also know it's women are part of this as well. And so part of the parades, you have women in it, same-sex sexuality, women, and the same thing. Well, where does this movement of women altering sexuality, where does it begin? They trace themselves to a woman named Sappho's who's Greek, who comes from the island called Lesbos. Of course, we get the word lesbian from it. Well, what people don't realize is that Sappho's, not only was she pagan, she's the worshiper of this same goddess. It was in the Greek form, which is Aphrodite, that's Ishtar, same goddess. Every woman who takes this as a woman, saying they are from, they, they link themselves to the place of a woman who worshiped this goddess that we've been talking about, which we've been identifying, has repossessed America. Mm. So in the same way, 
also this one, her only surviving writing is actually a hymn to the goddess. And she speaks about the color, the flower of violet, and actually the color of this movement with same sexuality with women is the color lavender or purple. And this is all goes back to the goddess. The goddess was called the violet-crowned goddess. So even that, and, I'm, and one more that goes even farther back than the Greeks, the first symbol of this movement of lesbianism, they put a flag together and a symbol which is the double-bladed or the double-edged axe. That was the symbol, the double-edged axe. You'd see it in, these, in all these, these parades. Well, where does it come from? Actually, I found it in the ancient hymns to the goddess. It says the women parade in your parades, and they hold in their hands the double-edged axe. It comes from the women who paraded in the goddesses' parades. And now you have women parading, and they're holding a flag with a double-edged axe that goes back from the hymn and the tablet of the goddess. Well, what about the mystery of Junium? Well, you know, here's the thing. Once a year, the goddess claimed one month. This one, literally, she possessed the culture. The culture, would, it was as if, and I explained it in the book how, the culture was possessed by her spirit. And so what do we have now? We have an entire month, an entire month, where it's as if the culture gets possessed by this spirit. That's where you have the parades. That's where you have the, they call it Pride Month. You know that, Larry, this goddess was called the goddess of pride. She was a pride goddess. Well, you know, you have nations that will only give one day of the year to their own Independence Day. But they'll give 30 days, 30 times for the celebration of a sexuality that was just not long ago considered a deep immorality. What possesses them? And all different nations, you know, America, Germany, there's never been anything like it. This is possession. But now, I went back, Larry, to the ancient documents to say when was the month. In the Roman Empire, actually, even in the writings of the one we know as St. Jerome, He identifies the month of the goddess. He identifies the time of the processions and linked to basically immorality and linked to her lover. He writes down it was the month of Ionium or Junium or the month of June. And it says the month of June was linked to these pagan processions, pagan parades, and the taking over of a culture. This is like mind-boggling. It's happening, and we're all seeing it. Well, what is the sign of the goddess? How can we recognize the sign as being connected with her? There's an ancient inscription of this goddess. It says in the ancient language of the Mesopotamian, it says, Manzat Ishtar. The word Manzat is the word rainbow. Literally called the goddess of the rainbow or the rainbow goddess. She's linked in the ancient mythology. Remember we were talking about mythology? She's linked to lifting up her jewels so it's taken as the rainbow into the sky. But also, one of the hymns, she's called the goddess with rainbow eyes or iridescent eyes. When people hold up the rainbow and they celebrate the rainbow, they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea what is behind this. And if they did, I don't know if they would have done this. But there's an ancient myth of the goddess where she is basically violated. And she wakes up and she says, I'm going to have vengeance on this man. In order to get vengeance, basically she turns herself into a rainbow. And she, as a rainbow, crosses the sky and she then executes vengeance. The rainbow is actually 
a form of the goddess, is actually a manifestation, and is actually a manifestation of the goddess having vengeance. And so when people are, why is this sign spreading all across the world? Why are businesses, corporations, actually turning their logos into rainbow colors? Why is the rainbow appearing in your supermarket, in cereal boxes for your children? Why is the rainbow appearing all over? It is spiritual, Larry. It is a sign of the goddess. And it is a sign of her waging war. We know, of course, the rainbow belongs to God. And so when we're seeing this, it's the war of the goddess and the war of the gods against the God of the Bible. I mean, it's mind-boggling, but that's exactly what's happening. And you know, Larry, one thing you know, I noted in the book that when the culture was becoming Christianized, when it was becoming depossessed, exercised, it was the sign of the cross. It was the right. sign of the cross. Right. You know, it says Constantine saw a vision where it said, in this sign, conquer. Well, now it is the sign of the rainbow that is being used to repossess the nation, repossess the culture, reconquer. And literally, you have public property which used to have crosses on them. The crosses are removed right. and have been replaced by the rainbow. We have more from Jonathan Kahn on the way in just a few moments. But I don't want anyone listening right now to miss out on Jonathan Kahn's latest release, The Return of the Gods. Right now, we have both The Return of the Gods book and eight DVD series ready to ship to you. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit swrc.com. So many people have said that they have been blessed by both this book and the DVD series. Order the book and eight DVD set today. Call 1-800-652-1144 and make plans to see Jonathan Kahn live in person at our upcoming Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th through the 28th. Jonathan Kahn headlines three days of the nation's top Bible prophecy teachers, bringing Christ-centered clarity to all of the chaos that is in our world today. Over a dozen speakers, including Jonathan Kahn, Bill Federer, Mac Dominic, Donald Perkins, and many, many more. Registration is open right now, and seats are filling up fast. Call 1-800-652-1144 today and reserve your spot to see and hear Jonathan Kahn live at the Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th through the 28th. The complete schedule of speakers, topics, and times are available at the events section of our website, swrc.com. Jonathan Kahn and Dr. Larry Spargimino are back now, ready to start our next segment with a question about spirits influencing and determining the outcomes of judicial rulings. Well, Jonathan, did the gods or the spirits actually determine the rulings of the Supreme Court and the exact times they were handed down? Is there a connection? This is amazing because the gods are even determining the Supreme Court rulings, I mean, thank God they can't determine every one of them, but they've been determining that. They've been determining what's happened to our culture, even the dates of it. There have been three landmark decisions that have literally changed our culture since these things. The first was in 2003, which was basically legalizing 
the altering of sexuality. Then in 2013 was the striking down of the Defense of Marriage Act, and would open the way for the last one in 2015 was, as we all remember it, was the striking down of marriage as we have known it. When did they take place? The first one took place in the month of June, no accident, the month of the goddess. Happened at the end of June when it said the power was at its greatest. Happened on June 26th, okay. The next one in 2013, 10 years later, that struck down the defense of marriage, think of the goddess now, when did it happen? Month of June, end Uh of June, June 26th, the exact same day. The month of the goddess, exact same day. And by the way, Larry, June 26th was the date that Stonewall was sealed. So this Mm -hmm. all going back to the Supreme Court. The last one, which changed history, the striking down of marriage after 2,000 years or more than that. Striking down, we all remember the day. When did it happen? Happened June 26th, the exact same day as the other three, and the day that Stonewall was sealed. I mean, who could put this together? I mean, this is the Supreme Court, but it's following the mystery of the goddess and the mythology. And on top of that, Larry, remember on that night when that happened, all across America there were rainbows lit up. You spoke on another of our programs where you said the White House, the White House. Remember when the White House was lit up as a rainbow? The rainbow is the sign of the goddess's possession. She's saying, I possess America now. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, now listen, that very night when the rainbow appeared on the White House and when same-sex marriage became the law of the land, that was the 10th of Tammuz, the day on the ancient calendar appointed to cast the spell to cause men to love men. Wow. Where and what is the grand transition? Well, I'll put it this way, Larry. When we watch the transitioning of people and we say, like, this is wrong, the transitioning of children, you know, Well, that is a symbol or a microcosm. This is the goddess of transition, of transforming, of changing, of altering, of metamorphosizing people. But she doesn't just do it to people. She does it to a nation. When she does it to a person, you know, she turns a man into a woman. Now, that changes the person, you know, what the person's values are changed now. Well, she's doing it to the nation. America and the West, America is being transitioned. Remember, when we were growing up, it was considered a Christian nation? Well, the power of the goddess is to transition, just as transitioning a male to a female, transitioning a Christian nation to a pagan, anti-God nation. And so the ultimate thing about all this, you know, when you hear about transitioning, it's giving you a sign. That's the goddess's power. She's ultimately transitioning America itself. But Jonathan, do you think the gods or the entities pose a danger? I mean, are they now at war? Yes, they are dangerous. And you can see the danger of what's happening to the culture, what's happening to children. They are dangerous. And the thing is, the gods or the spirits were cast out. What were they cast out by? The gospel, by Christians, by the word of God. Therefore, when they come back, they're going to have their eye on Christians. They're going to have their eye on the gospel. They're going to seek to take, remember, they were cast out by the word, so now they're going to try to cast the word out of America. They were cast out by the gospel, they're going to try to cast that out. They were cast out by Christians, they're going to have a war against Christians. They're going to start focusing on Christians. That's why we're watching the beginnings of persecution, where you just said, if a Christian even performs the act of being a Christian and gives good godly counsel, 
they could be arrested now. But when you understand that there is an ancient war going on here, that goes back to the when Christians were part of casting out these spirits, this comes with crystal clarity. Well, their end game, then, I would think, is against the church, against the scripture. Recently, with Roe v. Wade being overturned, uh, churches were burned, pro-life pregnancy centers were broken into. I think their end goal is really the destruction of the testimony of Jesus. You're absolutely right. If they were cast out by the power of Jesus, the power of Messiah, then they're going to seek to cast him out. They were cast out by the Spirit, right? So they're going to seek to cast the Spirit out of America. And that's why there's so much going on with the children. That's why they're even hiding these things from parents. Because if the gods can take possession of this generation, take possession of the children, they can, in their mind, in their plan, end the gospel. They're seeking to make a new generation that is so alienated from God that God won't have a place. The Spirit won't have a place. So that is the ultimate thing. And notice something else, Larry. When the gods, again, first come in, it's like in the name of tolerance. You remember the 60s? Hey, everything goes, everything goes, do your own thing. You know, that was only to open the door to an anti-Christian, ultimately, spirits, the gods. But once they start gaining power, then it changes. It's not about tolerance anymore. Now it's intolerance. Right. Now it's not about, hey, anything goes. It's about, hey, anything that we don't agree with doesn't go anymore. And so now, what happened when the gods took over Israel? What happened was, when Baal was in power, they said, you need to bow your knee to him. When Daniel and his companions were in Babylon, it was bow your knee. When the days of Antiochus or Hanukkah, it was bow your knee. In the days of the Christians, it was bow your knee or we're going to throw you to the lions. So this is where it's going. So it's ultimately the gods will seek to have absolute power, absolute totalitarian. That's why we're seeing something they call soft totalitarianism. We want to control your thoughts, your speech. It's all there, and we need to be ready. I see a great deal of pushback in our country. I see Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. I see Christy Noem in South Dakota. Just tremendous pushback. I see parents speaking out at school boards. Where do you think this is going to go? Because now I think something good has happened. As a matter of fact, I think it's even been good that Joe Biden is our president because people are saying, hey, what's going on? Where do you think this will go, Jonathan? Is there any hope for us? is the big if. There is always hope, and the hope is God. The hope is, you know, the same one who had power over the gods in ancient times has power over the gods right now. And the hope is that we, as God's people, will rise in the power of God. That's, again, one of the reasons why I've written the book, The Return of the Gods, to empower God's people, that we wake up, and God will honor that. You know what? You know what, Larry? When revival comes in times of paganism or times of apostasy, what it deals with are the gods. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the yeah, gods are, are dealt with. One of the things we have to do is we have to make sure, first of all, the gods have no part of our lives. Yeah, if yeah. you're being influenced, if you're being caught up in pornography, this is a god at work here, you know? Yeah. And so anything, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You have to first get that out of your life. Yeah. If you're going to be an agent for revival, in the last part of the book I speak of the war of the gods, they are declaring war on believers. They are declaring war on humanity. They seek destruction. That's why all this is about. They brought destruction to Israel. They remove people from their purpose. They want to destroy men. They want to destroy women. You know, we have to pray for everybody.
everybody on the other side, because that's what the gods are trying to do. But we have the answer. So this is a time to be stronger than ever and rise up, and that's what it's about. I am encouraged. As you know, I had the privilege of starting a church and a Christian school in Pakistan. They're both doing very well. I think that's a miracle. And some of the stories that have come out of Iraq with ISIS warriors or fighters coming to Christ, it's, you know, Joel Rosenberg, I'm sure you're familiar with him, some of his books and the way in Egypt and places like North Africa, like Libya, the 21 Coptic martyrs that were martyred by ISIS and how that actually exploded for good because even the relatives of the men who were martyred, they were praising God. And that was on SAT, you know, the Christian organization in the Middle East. And it was just like the more the devil comes up and fights and pushes back, we see God stepping in. And so, Jonathan, you believe there's hope, don't you? The end times are not just darkness. It's dark and light. It's darkness. It's immorality. We see it all. But it also says the gospel will be preached to all nations. Yes. It's evil, but it says I will pour my spirit out. So it's both. You know, the thing is that the dark gets darker. We have to get brighter. There are gigantic forces at work, Larry. They are seeking to take this next generation. Without revival, there wouldn't be hope. Without God, there wouldn't be hope. But the only hope we have is revival. But that is what we have to rise to. This could be our most powerful moment. When you look at the Bible and you look at all those great people of God, they're standing against the gods. You know, oh, Elijah, oh, Moses, Paul. We have to be like that too. That's why I'm making. A, that's why we're making available the book and the resources to strengthen God's people. That's really what we need. In fact, some of the amazing things I'm saying, for example, I see more Christian women getting involved in government and politics, and I think that's a good thing. I see more minority groups. I know several Hispanics. They don't like all this illegal immigration. They're Hispanics. We think, well, Hispanics are fourth. They're not. There are several good African-American churches. They're taking a stand. Now, of course, you don't see any mention of them. You don't see, oh, there's a lot of pro-life black people. Nobody wants to say anything about that. But I see all parts of our society, all parts of America, there are churches that are being persecuted, but they're pushing back. And guess what? God is working in a marvelous way, and people are getting saved, and we need to pray, pray, pray fast and pray and do all of that because, like we say for every program, God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Absolutely. And rise. You know, be strong. Stand. Stand against the gods. Stand for God. He's more powerful. And he says, the eyes of the Lord are searching the earth looking for the one whose heart is completely his. You be that one and yes. he will lift you up. You be that one and we will all stand in that. Amen. And this is the most explosive book I've ever written. This is to reveal, to unveil, and that you'll see it. It's going to make sense of everything. You got a little taste of it, everything behind it, but also to equip you, arm you with Amen. everything you're dealing with, because you're dealing with it, and the people in your life. Get it for them as well. That's the return of the gods. And the other thing we made available is special. It's exclusive, and that's the return of the gods, uncensored. You're going to get on this eight DVD album, uncensored, what is nowhere else on earth. You're going to see this. You're going to hear it. You're going to see footage that would be nowhere else in the world. So you're going to be very blessed. And you guys, especially at this ministry, you always get everything you can. You don't want to miss it. And it's the return of the gods and the return of the gods uncensored. Amen. Well, Jonathan, you're always a great inspiration, a great researcher, and a true prophetic voice in this present time. Thank you so much, brother. It's really been a blessing. God bless you. Jonathan Kahn's latest release, The Return of the Gods, is here. Right now, we have both The Return of the Gods book and eight DVD series ready to ship to you. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. 
The 8 DVD set is only available in a few select locations, and Watchmen on the Wall is one of them. So order the book and 8 DVD set today. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. And make plans to see Jonathan Kahn live in person at our upcoming Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th and 28th. Simply visit the events section of our website to register. SWRC.com and click on events. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit SWRC.com.